0: Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is student time management. You know, it's easy to put off tasks that are either daunting or that we're really not looking forward to. Sometimes we get caught up in a really busy week where there seems to be more to do than time to do it. Other times, maybe we overlook an upcoming due date, only to be left scrambling at the last minute to get it finished. I remember looking at a syllabus for my composition class in college and realizing that the Charles Dickens novel, David Copperfield, was due the next week. That book was over a thousand pages and left me spending several hours a day reading just to get done in time. Well, that experience taught me to always look ahead and plan my time accordingly. But let's face it, students don't always have those skills, and it took me till college to to figure that out. So that brings us to the topic of today, time management. Time management's a skill, and while students may not naturally be great at it, it's a skill that can be learned. In fact, if we can coach our students to use effective time management strategies, We'll be doing them a huge favor and empowering them to take control of not only their learning in our classrooms, but we'll be helping them to manage many other aspects of their life as well. So let's take a look at four strategies for becoming better time managers. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips! Instructional technology! Number one, teach your students to use a calendar. Paper calendars and planners can work great. I know some schools even provide paper planners or calendars for every student. I love this systematic approach to helping students stay organized. But let's face it, paper planners can be expensive. And with most students now having access to a computer or a tablet, digital options have become really attractive. Not only are they usually free to use, but digital calendars also offer some really nice advantages and added functionality. The biggest advantage is availability. Because students can probably access it on their phones, it will almost always be with them. You know how much your students love their phones. This is an opportunity to encourage them to use that powerful little computer to stay organized and manage their time. Calendars need to be with them and accessible to be used. So once you've picked a calendar platform, teach your students to set up calendar events when doing this, encourage them to be very clear, concise, and consistent with their event titles so that they can easily search for them. For instance, if they have a test coming up, they might title it Test colon Math Unit 1. When it's a science test, they could use that same format, Test colon Science Unit 3. Because digital calendars are almost all searchable, this makes it really easy to find those key dates. In this example, they could quickly search and see what tests are coming up for the week by searching test in their calendar. Another calendar tip to share with students is to add important information to the event description. They can add related links or attach relevant files to save time digging for them later. If this content is stored in a learning management system, they can either link to the LMS page or add a reminder of where to find it. This can help reduce the frustration of not being able to find those things back later. I use this strategy all the time for meetings that I have. I'll attach the agenda or resource to be discussed. If I've created a proposal, I'll add that too. It saves me so much time digging and searching for the materials that I'll need for that meeting. Students can really benefit from this strategy too. You might also want to have students set up notifications for key events. Depending on their calendar, this could be a pop-up reminder, an email, or some sort of chime or alert. That way, students will be reminded of the upcoming events, even if they're not in the habit of checking their calendar regularly. One more calendar tip is to have students take advantage of display options. Color-coding calendar events or using multiple calendars are two great features to consider. Coloring events allow students to more quickly scan the calendars for specific event information. Maybe tests and project deadlines are posted in red. Sports practices is green and work hours are orange. Or maybe they prefer to have a separate calendar for each part of their life, school, work, and personal. Most calendars allow these multiple versions to be toggled on or off to either display all events or to filter down to one calendar at a time. Students can find a system that works best for them. Oh yeah, and make sure that they know how to toggle between day, week, and month views. This might seem simple, but it's important not to assume that every student knows how to do this. The second strategy is to have students create prioritized checklists. This could be done in conjunction with a calendar, or it could be a one-stop shop if calendars are not their thing. There are a number of great digital options for this. One simple approach is to make a checklist on a Google or Word document, or maybe a Google Sheet or Excel spreadsheet. The spreadsheet option is nice because you can insert little checkboxes to mark off when each task is finished. I suggest bookmarking this resource for easy and quick access. You know, if students can't find their checklist, it's not going to be used. If you want a tool designed specifically for creating checklists, you might want to check out Google Keep or Google Chrome extensions like TaskAid or Sticky Notes. Google Keep is nice because it integrates into other Google products on a convenient little sidebar off to the right for quick access. Extensions are nice because they can be pinned up on your toolbar at the top. Another effective option is to use the Notes feature on your smartphone. I use this all the time for shopping lists or short-term to-do items. It's convenient, easy to use, and it's right there on the main screen of my phone. Whatever you use, the key is to make it easy and accessible. If it's in a place students visit regularly, they'll be more apt to remember to use it and check it often. Of course, having a list is only part of the process. Then, once the events have been added, it's important to prioritize the items on that list. I had a former colleague often remind me, if everything is important, nothing is important. So prioritizing is really important. It forces you to decide what is the most important. Maybe put these items at the top of the list, or create some sort of a system where you star them or color-code them to give them priority. If you have a really big project, you might even consider having a separate checklist or project planner just for that project. You could link out to it from your main list so it doesn't get lost, but having a dedicated planner for those big projects can help keep the main list simpler and cleaner. If you'd like to explore some options, we've got some great templates available on our website at avidopenaccess.org. We'll make sure to link shortcuts to that on our podcast webpage for this episode. Time management strategy number three is to create a daily or weekly action plan. If students create a beautifully color-coded calendar or a detailed checklist and never use it, they're really not gaining much. Help them set up a regular time to review these resources and make a plan of action. Maybe every Monday morning you have them look through their list and highlight each task according to priority. Or maybe you have them create a top three to do checklist for the day. Then have them review their weekly list each Thursday to check on their progress and see if there are tasks that still need to get done before the weekend. It's really up to you to decide what will work best for you, but the key is to set up a routine. If you have students in a homeroom period, this can be the perfect time to guide students through this process and help them make it a habit. Finally, strategy number four, reflect, monitor, and adjust. Very few plans are perfect on the first attempt, so be sure to have your students do a self-check and evaluate how their process is working for them. What's working well? What needs to be changed? If you can help them develop a plan that works effectively for them you are giving them an important life skill that can help them manage time more effectively and efficiently in many aspects of their lives beyond school. Oh, yeah, and they will probably be more likely to get their schoolwork done for you as well. The tips that I've mentioned can work for students of all ages, although you'll need to scaffold or adjust them depending on the age of your students. If you work with younger students, you might choose to do this as a class. Your checklist could be on the front board or on a piece of poster paper, or perhaps you use the calendar integrated into your learning management system. Again, you'll need to decide how this will work best for you, your students, and your unique classroom. Whatever you do, the key is to teach them and empower them so that they can learn to manage their own time effectively. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Specifically, I'd encourage you to check out the article titled, Develop Your Student's Time Management Skills. That article includes a link to a handy student flyer that outlines the tips shared in this episode. You can make a copy of it, edit it, and share it with your students. And of course, be sure to join Reno, Winston, and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care. And thanks for all you do. You make a difference.